0: You might find something you love. All right, Luca Nation, your
1: PWCC weekly report. And uh, full transparency, we're recording this on Friday. We typically record on Saturday. We're recording on Friday because we will be at the Philly show. So we wanted to give you guys a full episode, not kind of one of those episodes from the show. We decided to record it a day in advance. If you guys are unfamiliar, PWCC Premiere went live, and uh, I'm looking at that Wilt 9. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous card. I've decided, Cage, that the Wilt rookie, uh, 1961, right, Fleer?
0: Is your grail. I saw it on the story.
1: Yeah, that's a cool card, man.
0: So if I'm not mistaken, and it's expensive, but if I'm not mistaken, that card, when I really started paying attention to basketball, because you know I was in the hobby doing baseball vintage and stuff. But I mean, I guess you could look this up on Card Ladder, But if I'm not mistaken, when I came back in, like you know, and I was looking at basketball in 17, 18, the Jordan PSA 10 was like 25,000, and that card was about the same in a nine, 25, 30,000. The Jordan was like 40. Same. It's it traveled in kind of like the same uh, value. So you know, it's pretty crazy. Tell me how that
1: you didn't pull the trigger on that.
0: It was one that I almost did several times. They were just you know, I mean, what's funny about it is. Yes, looking back now, twenty thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars. We're talking about a Luca Blue being a, a, a bargain at twenty thousand dollars, right? You know, it's 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 just a different world. And a, 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 I mean, for me, it was a different budget. Uh, what I pulled the trigger on was an Alcindor, which I'm going to talk about one in in the weekly auction today. Um, but that was at fourteen, you know, and it was an eight and a half. And it was you, you love
1: know, a bargain, you love a bargain. I, no,
0: no, I mean, like, so I. I I gotta tell you, when I came back in and I had disposable income, Wilt was not even on my list because, you know, I came, it was baseball cards. You know, Luca hadn't even like exploded onto the scene. I mean, if you followed European basketball, you know who he was, but Luca hadn't really started this basketball renaissance. You know, Tatum was kind of like, uh, you know, the, the rookie and, you know, he wasn't gonna, you know, blow the hobby up. And card prices hadn't blown up like crazy. And, you know, why didn't I pull the trigger on it back then? Because honestly, one, I was buying baseball cards and two, because I figured, all right, it's 20, 25 now. It'll be 27 or 28 the next time I need to buy one. I, I didn't think it would be 200, 300. You know what I mean?
1: Well, yesterday, guys, or maybe two days ago, I talked about how we have some really intelligent audience intelligent audience members. And we've gone back and forth on the PWCC 100. And some of the like, the recurring themes with people who have been in this hobby for a long time is, guys, be careful with football collecting. That came out of nowhere the last one to two years. There is not a long-standing track record of collecting when it comes to football. It was always baseball 1A, basketball 1B, and football was a distant third. Even for a long time, it was baseball that was number one. Always. Basketball 2, and football was a distant third. So in a lot of ways, Cage, Wilt got caught up in, like you just said, the NBA renaissance, the basketball collecting hype. Correct. Well, I don't want to call it hype because I believe it has standing power. I think it has lasting power.
0: We'll see. I mean, right now the the sport is run globally better than any other sport, so there's no reason to think that it's not going to be a juggernaut for a long time to come. It is. It is. You know. It is the card collecting that that the masses are doing, right? And Will um,
1: and Bill Russell specifically, man, do you do you think they're going to live in infamy? Don't you think?
0: Maybe. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Like, those are, the, you know, those are the 50s, 60s cards. You I know, that's
1: 100-point game.
0: I, I get it. Wilt especially, yes. Wilt especially. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is they've had a heck of a run, those cards. Um, you know, more so even than a lot of, like, baseball. You know, like like Joe DiMaggio, 56-game hit streak, right? So, at the time, I paid $20,000 for a Joe DiMaggio rookie from 19 – it's not rookie. There's a million different ones, which, is of course, is a difference. You know, there's a 36, there's a 38, there's all kinds of play ball, there's all kinds of stuff. But I bought a Dimaggio for approximately, you know, twenty thousand was like eighteen, and I could have bought the Wilt, the Dimaggio. Who, yes, infamy. You know, he's amazing. Um, you know, you, you just saw the um, the the Marilyn Monroe autograph to him. You know, stuff uh, like three hundred thousand dollars in Heritage last night, right? Um, he's as famous, right? And he played for the Yankees as Will Chamberlain. And that card that I bought for eighteen, I think sells for like forty now, fifty. The Wilt that was twenty five or thirty sells for hundreds now. So the, the 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 flip side to your argument, yes, Wilt will live in infamy. Yes, he's got a track record that's sort of only been matched recently by like Pete Davidson, and you know, that's off the court. But you know what I mean, right? So so um, so, so I, I mean, but. Those cards, even the basketball vintage, have run so much. I'm that hearing that's... Page
1: in my head. He got ahead of his skis.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the only thing that that I don't want to say gives me concern, but you know, would give me a little bit of pause. Does that that make sense?
1: A thousand percent. Um,
0: so I mean I want
1: to ask you one thing and then we'll get into your uh the cards that you spotlighted, okay? Mm-hmm. So something I'm thinking a lot about is um Money that moves from industry to industry and specifically within each industry, how it moves from kind of like sub-genre to sub-genre. I'll give you guys an example. Last year, as I say two years ago, there was a lot of money in cryptocurrency. Then that money moved to altcoins. Then that money moved to NFTs. Now, it's all kind of same industry, but it moves throughout that industry, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing has happened with sports cards, right? So baseball, basketball, football a lot of money was poured into basketball a lot of money was poured into football and it feels like you know baseball's kind of become like that ugly stepchild right what causes the tides to come in and out and will the tide come in again and and the question is is it time to buy baseball
0: modern not modern vintage you know what do you mean i don't and
1: think I-, I think vintage is its own thing like i think vintage is its own game i'm talking about Maybe 2000 to 2022. Maybe I'll even go as far as Derek Jeter and A-Rod's rookie year. Maybe let's say 1994, 1993, 1990, right around that time. Where that's not really vintage, but the money hasn't been in those. But there's some iconic rates in that. Frank Thomas, a So we'll get
0: there, right? I think the answer may be yes, but let's put it in context of the Wilt, right? Because I just, I looked it up, all right? So on the PSA website, free for anybody to do this, just to to check what I'm telling you, right? So February 25th, 2020. So COVID, right? You know, like right before COVID, you know, this was like the peak of it all. Like we're about to come into it. There's a little bit of run starting to happen. Um, Heritage Auctions had their 225-2020 winter platinum night, you know, and the Wilt 9 so for thirty-two thousand four hundred dollars, okay. So thirty-two thousand four hundred dollars, and you could go back to twenty seventeen and see it's like in in the twenties. Heritage had one in 2017 twenty seventeen twenty-three thousand. So so there you had a three year window where it went up. That's a nice jump, right? To go from you know from twenty-three thousand to thirty-two thousand. It's nine grand. You know, it's it's making good money. You know, it's up. It's up. You know, nearly fifty percent there um in three years nice it's not the kind of returns that you know folks in cards looked for but now extrapolate that out that if you bought that and by the way it's not just a one-off because the one that sold after that in may of 2020 sold for 33.6 also in heritage so you had 32.4 33.6 and then you had the run in september it was 85 in december it was 150 then early 2021 461 thousand dollars and then April of 2021, three seventy-seven, and the most recent one that sold was January this year for three hundred forty-eight thousand dollars. So is Wilt iconic? Wilt fantastic? Yes, but if you if you take a look at the chart, you know you don't see these often. They're not how many like, are there? Um, they're not a LeBron, um, you know, refractor, right? It's a it's a it's a it's a different type of card, especially in PSA nine. Um, but think about the run that that's done. You know. It, We've seen a lot of other cards that sold during that time period come down. Um, there are 32 nines and three tens, 184 eights. Um, so it's clearly rare.
1: There's three tens.
0: Three tens, yeah. Three tens. Wow.
1: Card Letter doesn't even have a 10 on their uh, system. Well, I wonder they if it's ever sell.
0: sold. I mean, they don't, I mean, probably the last one that sold for it was a long time ago. I think about the last nine that sold was almost a year ago.
1: You, does, know, does, and, if you could get your hands on that 10. Is it um is that mantle territory? Yeah, a hundred
0: percent. This card is the closest to like mantle and, and vintage style. I mean, the Bill Russell perhaps, the Mike and perhaps because remember,
1: I, we're not talking about just on court performance, we're talking about that novelty uh, uh that kind of the what is it um uh, provenance of he scored a hundred point game, yeah. like the stories of all all the women and all that stuff yeah. about
0: it's a great card. It's a great card. I just you know. It hasn't sold, which cuts in its favor. It's a wilt. There's only 32 people that could ever own one, 35 who could ever own that or better. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where if you take a wide enough snapshot and say, all right, you know what? Let's just say this one sells for 300, which you're like, that's a bargain. It's selling for less than the last five copies sold for. They sold for 360, 400, blah, blah, blah. 300 a bargain. But that's 10 times what it was two and a half years ago. Just throwing it out there, you know, for, for, and so baseball is baseball. What's amazing about baseball is that it didn't, it didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't, the baseball cards, the, the vintage cards didn't go nuts like that. Like even mantle, right. Even mantle, um, which is like the, you know, the poster trial for baseball vintage. Right. Um, you know, at the same time I was buying mantle. Like I bought a mantle, you know, five. And it was fifty-two thousand dollars. You know what I mean, and that's what I paid fifty-two thousand two twenty-two. Just in case anybody, you can look it up, it's on, it's public everywhere.
1: Nineteen fifty-two never... mantle fifty-two
0: thousand dollars. Fifty-two. That was my. Th- I bought it through PWCC when I was still on eBay, and at the time, I put in what what I considered a mega bid, and I just wasn't used a sniper. And I said, "All right, it's nineteen fifty-two. I'm gonna put 52, 22, 22, and I won it for my full bid, like to the dollar. I needed. So well, I don't know if somebody else put in fifty-two. You know, because it's fifty-two mantle, my two-two-two was what wanted for me. But, but that card, while it has gone up, it's not ten times what I paid. A mantle five is not a five hundred thousand dollar card. Whereas this one has gone up ten x. You know, so so it's um, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to look at. Um, you know, I think the baseball track record and you know the the folks who are in baseball, they kind of kind of you know they pull these things down a little bit. Um. You know, I mean, a different thing can be said about you know this is high grade. I'm sure that the the wilts in fours, fives, and sixes probably have less of a crazy trajectory than this one did, just because of the, you know the pop and the whole deal. I love the card. I think the card is a great investment, but it is important to kind of look at you know how far a lot of things have come, right? So,
1: so let's get into yours, uh, real quick. I want to touch on kind of my player, what I'm watching, I guess, so to speak, in the market. Um, I've seen a lot of what I'll call n- I'm going to call it a a headwind, a headwind for the Jordan 1986 Fleer rookie. And the whole kind of shtick on that card at all grades, really eights, nine, five in a BGS, min in PS, is that there's so many of them out there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Here's the reality. And what I've learned from cage and just watching the market, when you see people post, I finally got my grail. Like this is my dream card. Mm -hmm. That is the Jordan Fleer. Now, that might not be a 10 for everybody. Some people, it's a five. Some people, it's an eight. But the point is that is the card that when people are in the hobby, they dream to acquire that card. I think that the what happened with PSA starting to grade the star and all of this like media headwind, social media headwind on uh, that card has presented a short-term buying opportunity for that card. Short-term, I mean 12 to 18 months. Now, I don't mean like one to two months. I think you could find the because we all know that that copy… The centering is different. The edges, it, it's it's by the card, not the grade type of, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's one that I will just be watching auction after auction after auction. That you might be able to get one for cheaper than you could have got one before this whole run up with all of the stuff that's going on. And I'll tell you guys that card is going to be as valuable today as it will be in twenty years in terms of people getting into the hobby will always, always, always want to re-
0: that card. So I'm trying to think of like a. Uh, um, a relative card to Jordan, you know, uh, it's tough because Griffey doesn't have one, right? Griffey, the rookie is so mass produced um, and even mass produced, like in, in condition, there's a lot of them. It's funny because I love your talking and I, I don't want to get into the cards, right? But I love your talking point on, is it baseball? Is it time for baseball? Is, uh, should we be looking at baseball? And I guess the card that comes to mind that there's a lot of them, but in high uh, grade, like, you know, difficult condition, there aren't many. And it's the one that people look at. How about the Jeter 93 SP? Is that a comparable? I know there's less pop, significantly less pop, but Jeter's not Jordan. So you have to right. factor that in. And so when you look at baseball, right, you would think, all right, well, do your do your Wilt Chamberlain analysis, right? Has the Wilt run 10X? What was the What was the Jeter price, right? What was the 10 Jeter price? Because even a, a comparable amount of Jeter 10s as there are to Wilt nines, right? What was the Jeter price in 2020? You know, if that was thirty thousand dollars, and it's now three or four hundred thousand dollars, okay. Well, we're seeing similar stuff in baseball, and the current pricing on the Jeter—the last one sold in November of twenty twenty-one. And by the way, there is one; there are a couple of them in auctions now. Um, the last one, November twenty twenty-one, sold for three hundred sixty thousand, right? And it was three ninety-six, four hundred. Very similar trajectory to um, to the uh, like that wilt, right? But if I go back to twenty twenty, am I going to see that it was thirty thousand dollars? Um no. In March of 2020, that's the closest one to the February 25th Heritage, uh PWCC sold one for $140,000. Wow. And before that, the sale before that was 180, there was one after for 166. So this um, was a
1: card was, that was already a premium yeah. card before the run up.
0: In 2018, one sold for $99,000. Wow. So it was already I I still if you bought that in 2018 or 2019 or 2020 and you paid 140 or 100 or 160, and you've seen the last sales sell for 396 and 360, you're still happy. You're still right. like, great. But it wasn't the same $30,000 becoming three or 400. Right. It's 150, 200,000 becoming three or 400. So I know it's not the same to compare an SP93 junk wax era, Derek Jeter to Will Chamberlain from 1961, but i I I'm trying to come up with, you know, trajectory, big picture chart kind of things. This way people can look at, you know, has Jeter not run enough <laughs> or has Wilt run too much? Have they both done what they're supposed to do? You guys can make up your own mind. Um, you know, your question of is baseball the way to go? If you look at it from this regard, baseball is only 2X in this high end card. It's just one card. And obviously that's not scientific. <laughs> just look, this is the smallest right. sample size we come up with. But you could say that or you could take the other thing that, you know, maybe there's some room to come down in basketball and some of those cards might come down. So who, who knows? I don't know the answer. But this is the kind of stuff that I like to go kind of like behind the scenes and take a look. And the data's is all there for each one, on, you know, PSA's website and pulled the pop reports and, you know, recent sales. I'm sure there's other sales that you don't know, capture in there and you can get that on, you know, card ladder or wherever else you get your, you know, you get your your stuff from. But anyway, fun little exercise um Let's get into the PWCC stuff. Do it. Some some interesting stuff. You sent me a picture of a cool card. Here's another cool one, right? And you now know, you know that 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 there are cards that are relevant. There are cards that are not. You name it. But pull up for me. By the way, we had some really nice. I got some nice comments about people loving this episode, and they love you pulling the card up and us being able to talk about them as we're looking at the card and the whole deal. 2018 National Treasures Gold. So rookie. For Mr. SGA, rookie patch auto BGS 95. It's card number one of 10. Again, 2018 National Treasures Gold. Shy Wave Logs, Gilgis Alexander, rookie patch auto number one of 10, BGS 95. Clearly, this guy is, shall we say, balling right now. Um, but his cards still sell for a fraction of Jaws prices. Hell, they still sell for a fraction of what Trey sells for. Is he undervalued? Is he overvalued? Is this dead money, as you once told me a very long time ago, because of where he plays um, and the style that he plays? Shoot.
1: A few things that I love about this card. So one, uh, just a few weeks ago, um, I actually talked about it in a clip that got went absolutely viral. Um Someone bought this card for uh, was it 9900? I think I sold it for 13k in their Instagram story. So this card just sold, but that was out of 99. This is out of 10. And cage people are gonna love this patch. Yep, it's nearly impossible on an NT card to get these subgrades. You have a yep. 10 centering and nine fives all the way around, and it's an interesting time to buy SGA. I still think he's uh, should be in discussion mm-hmm. for MVP, and I think. Really interestingly, OKC is plus thirty five hundred to get into the playoffs. I don't think that the market has priced in how valuable SGA is to that OKC team.
0: That's a lot of letters.
1: What do you mean? Oh
0: SGA I OKC. Mean, he's potentially the MVP and they don't realize how valuable SGA is to OKC. <laughs> Let's keep it on the QT ASAP.
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, dude, th- take SGA off that team. Oh, man. Take That's SGA true. off.
0: Do you think it matters that this is a BGS?
1: No, not for NTs, not for. If it
0: we're an SGC or a PSA, could we add some more letters into the equation? We
1: we have a very busy day ahead of us. <laughs> very busy day. Uh, so I can't get exciting, on. We're going on to the show. <laughs> we have the collectible eBay event. We have to record I love it this in card. Sec- by the, way.
0: It's the reason why I picked it out. I mean, you 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 have in our group chats. You know, sent us pictures of like the 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 flawless ones. You've been saying, you know, basically since like game three. You said you saw something different in SGA. You're like, this is a year for him. He's going to be awesome. People should be picking up his stuff. It's also difficult to know what the right one is. And here you are, you know, somebody bought an out of 99. This is out of 10. You know, is this the right one? I will say in 2018, there are less parallels than, you know, the myriad of parallels that are out there now. So, you know, you really have less of a chance to get it wrong. I don't think you can really go wrong with number one of 10. We're recording on Friday. There's still, you know, 48 hours to go before the bids are done. But right now, this one sits at 12.5 which puts it about at where the last out of 99 sold on Instagram right I think personally I love the 99s but I would rather have the number one of 10 than just some random 99 especially in Bgs 95 with that cool patch. That's great so that's why I pulled that one out there. Um, another fun one we talked about this one uh, the 2001 Bowman Chrome Japan gold refractor Ichiro Suzuki rookie out of 49 in Bgs 95 you know we've talked about how this this weekly auction is gonna be nuts because it repeats. We mentioned this one. I just want to, you know, people take a look at this one again. You, you know, you don't, we don't have to spend a, a million years talking about it, but at that price, just because it is Ichiro, the Japan Gold Refractor provides another cool parallel out of 49. Um I think there's also um, an out of 99 version of it as well, but really nice card. Um BGS 95, this might, you got it up there. Um, it's a high grade card, one of the more coveted of of Ichiro. So really nice. I think it's I, I said out of forty nine, it's out of ninety nine. My bad. Yeah, um, you have the gold
1: out of ninety nine, and then you actually have in the same auction the refractor PSA nine.
0: Yes, yeah, so yeah, that's you have the. I would much rather have the gold. I mean, it's clearly a, um a more expensive card. This card's really nice. Um, if you're an Ichiro person, I've i staffed some Ichiros away for three years from now when he's you know a first ballot Hall of Famer um people start talking about him again and, it'll, it'll well, and you have two, you
1: have stuff. two audiences right you have Japan and you have uh, America you have two fan bases Yeah, uh, i want to touch on this so you you guys if you see right here it's uh flash and i'll show you the number of items that have been flashed in mm-hmm. uh it's actually not as many as you would think so typically there's 3 4000 items flashed on a weekly basis sometimes 2400 um but because some of the items were relisted when the uh, Amazon servers cracked two, crashed two weeks ago, there's not actually as many items as I would have expected in this weekly auction, which is a good thing.
0: All right. I mean, that makes sense. Um, a card that I am going to be paying a lot of attention to... Um, because you don't see them sell that often, and uh, you know there's one on collectible, so obviously it, it you know goes back and forth here. It'll set a new comp. The 1997 Browns Boxing Floyd Mayweather Jr. rookie in PSA 10, right? I'm I mean, so
1: on the other side of this card, man. I I think Floyd is one of the most overrated athletes of all time. Really? Yeah, I, mean, I don't I mean,
0: think he's. A- I mean, one of the most successful boxers of all time. You know what I mean? I mean, you say overrated. Tell me why.
1: I don't know if you, I don't think he's fought anybody. I don't think anybody loves his personality. I think there's way more revered boxers than this guy, and his undefeated record comes with an asterisk. He never really fought anybody in their prime.
0: Okay. I mean, listen, we've had that conversation before about how sometimes the greats need a nemesis. Right. You know, Federer, Mm -hmm. Nadal, you know, the whole the whole deal there. I mean, whether it's a nemesis or a rival or, you know, Sampras Agassi, you know, we we talked about it a bunch of tennis. Um, You know, does it taint somebody's career? We we see it now, especially more when it's um, across generations. You know, I see a lot of stats. It's like Steph, LeBron and Jordan. Who did they play with? Who was on their team? How many all stars they had to get them to the title? Who did, who, you know, what kind of plumbers was Bob Cousy playing against when he was in the top 50 NBA players of all time? It, it does make a difference, I guess, when you're looking at stuff like this. This is just one of those rare rookie cards. Um, it is for me why I'm paying so much attention to it. One, obviously, I want to see a new comp for a collectible, but more importantly, um, it's just that it, To me, this boxing card, wrestling cards, tennis cards, they are the poster children, if I'm allowed to say that, for this most recent run-up. Because just like you talked about, hey, is it time to get into baseball, something into basketball, right? I remember the last time I collected, You collected baseball cards. If you opened a shop, it was a baseball card store. That's what it said on the thing. Baseball card store. Why? Because in the in the eighties, they stopped making basketball cards for, for the first half of it. You had Maggie Johnson playing, you had Patrick Ewing playing, you had Michael Jordan playing, 1984. Look at all these guys, right? You know, Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley. You had all these stars playing. You still had Kareem playing. You still had Dr. J playing. You had Magic and Bird. And there was no release. There was no official card. You couldn't buy packs between, you know, the 80 Tops and the 1986 Fleer. It didn't matter. But then there was this run-up, this craziness. You still had Jordan. Jordan was doing awesome. And you had, you know, Shaq came in. And there was an expansion. oh, hockey cards. Yeah, you had Gretzky playing this whole time. Where's all the hockey cards? There there were some. There were some in the 80s, but it wasn't a huge thing, especially, you know, I guess in Canada, maybe it was. But you had this expansion into four sports. I remember Classic came out with a uh, set in 93 called Classic Four Sport for draft picks and, you know, college guys and kind of like started the expansion of, of, okay. of the hobby. But one sport
1: baseball split to two sports, split to four sports. football
0: was there. I mean, you had these, but they but weren't huge things. They were like niche collectings. And then. Now you have major four. You had the four sports and basketball has taken off. And you could say basketball is more popular than baseball. Now football might be more popular than baseball. Um, Then you also had in the late nineties, TCG come out, but it wasn't something people collected. They started playing the stuff, right? So this last kind of boom cycle, you had more of this niche audience become mainstream. Like when we had David Peck on, People know who the hell he is. Now you go on Twitter, he's like the godfather of wrestling cards. You know, the 82 wrestling is like everybody's, oh, look at this stuff. This type of card, boxing cards, tennis cards, Disney lorcana. I mean, all this crap that people never would have even thought about collecting or buying. This cycle kind of blew it all up. I want to watch this to see if it falls, how far it falls, and whether or not this remains a viable collectible um, in the near so term. you have a boom,
1: industry. you have demand the manufacturing companies start to produce product to fill that demand, that demand temporarily leaves and you want to buy the best stuff from when that demand was in its peak. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Let well, me I mean, you.
0: it's, it's that it's just, I've been saying all along that the fringe stuff that's out there, um, will be the, the first things that people sell when the going is not, um, good right i've been saying that the whole time i've been saying like beware of your tennis cards beware with your your highlight cards you know beware with your your stuff that, that hasn't doesn't have that big collector base and it was just kind of propped up on the i'm chasing this next right um we all got a little nuts we did like i was out there saying maybe we should find some hello kitty cards for when the hello kitty nft comes out with the gary v collaboration you know what i mean because you never knew that was not like oh wow this is you know like look This is going to be a long-term collectible. That was, can you catch a wave and ride it? Well, now everybody's catching waves and they're riding them down, right? So I'm just curious to see whether or not this one has legs. We've seen it with the rock card that you hate, you know, run up. I don't hate it. I just don't understand the appeal. I say hate.
1: Let's move. (laughs) Shoot. Now, explain this to me, Cage. Mm -hmm. So – Something I'm looking at, and we talked about set, set builders, set collectors. Typically, we don't love stickers in the hobby, but 1986 Fleer stickers have some lasting power. What I don't understand is first of all, a Kareem 10 sold for, do you remember how much during the peak like, of the bubble?
0: Like $260,000, I think. There been a couple of them over a quarter of a million.
1: Insane price. So you have, so I'm looking at, in this week's auction, I'm looking at stickers and I'm looking at Patrick Ewing and Julia Serving. And Magic Johnson. So these are 35, 36, and 35 bucks. Okay. With two mm-hmm. days left. Great. Great. And then you have, you know, another Magic Johnson nine. You have a Hakeem nine, you have a Hakeem 10. You have a Jordan in here as well. Explain to me why for the Kareem is so much more valuable than an Irving or a Magic.
0: The population on them. Uh, they were cut off, centered. So I think I I you got to give me three seconds on this, but I know that the pop on the Kareem is nothing. So these these stickers are a weird thing because the '86 Fleer set. We talk about what's going to be the next set that gets um, that gets collected, right? The '86 Fleer set is one of the most put together sets. People just set come building. in; it's easy. People love the set building, and a lot of greats. Literally this, every yeah. great athlete, right? Uh, it because there was no set, just like we just said, for five years. So, you know, but people think that the complete set includes the sticker set, right? So it's one thing to sell the set of cards. I forget what it is, 100 and something cards, 132, whatever it is. But then there's also the sticker set, which has 11 stickers at the end. So it's funny because I I remember, I won't say who I pitched the idea to, but I remember pitching an idea in 2018. It was a set. Um, It was $110,000 or best offer, PSA 10 on ebay just sitting there for the full 86 player set and the stickers <laughs> right and i'm like i don't have this money but you know maybe i'll split it with somebody um last i looked the kareem had like 14 total tens, so that's why it's there i mean you can only have 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 that many so let, let's look um Fine, they're enough. rare in tens 15 there's 15 tens now the isaiah only has 40 the dominique wilkins has 57 the elijah one has 63 even the jordan there's 122 of the stickers 15
1: 10s um, on the kareem yep. yep 273 nines correct just to give you guys some numbers on the last sales for the nines last sale was 11 13 bucks before that was five thousand bucks before that was six thousand bucks before, that was, that, was 000. before that, was that was six and a half Uh i'm looking at dr j and magic in the set in nines and you get this, again, buy the card, not the grade, you know, get a nicely centered one. Use the high definition images that PWCC provides to get the right one. Because another thing to remember is when this run up started, a lot of people went to their, you know, attic, basement, wherever. And they're like, I'm going to sub the sticker. I've had this in my collection for a long time. Right. So PSA saw an influx. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, they know how iconic this set is. They're not just going to give away tens. So a lot of these nines are very nice looking nines. And we know the Kareem, you know, In a 10 sold for a lot of money, a nine sold for, you know, four figures. Take a look at Dr. J. Take a a look at the Patrick Ewing. Take a look at the Magic Johnson in this week's weekly auction. They're right now at $35, Cage.
0: Yeah. Well, so this is one of those cards that the 10 and the lower grades just do not um, have any correlation or rubber band effect. The Kareem is an anomaly. The people who were able to get the Kareems, Cajun, nice job, and uh, someone else who were able to get the value for Kareem that they were, they took advantage of people who were like, I have to have this set. It doesn't matter what it costs. And, um, you know, you you get your price. And I say take advantage, not like in a bad way. It's just everything, the stars aligned. I would love to go back. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to go back to February of 2020, just like we did with the Wilt. What do you think? Without looking, what do you think that Kareem 10 sold for in February of 2020? The one that we now know was sold for, let's just call it a quarter of a million, round down the last two sales.
1: I think it's a $10,000 card. $18,000.
0: in February, 2020, which means that card has gone up, you know, 15 X in two and a half years. That's a huge run up. But what explains that is that there's only 15 of a card and you got two, three people who need to have it to finish that set. And they don't really care what it's going to cost them, whether it's 50,000, a hundred or 200,000, you get that price. That does not mean in any way, shape or form, that the nine should sell for any percentage of that. That is a battle of, you know, one, two, three people fighting for it. And, you know, you know how
1: you guys talked about covering that chart, mm-hmm. right? I, yeah. I think we should all look at the last two years in these high comps with an asterisk. We shouldn't just automatically disqualify it. But we could also understand that there was some irrational behavior going on. Some FOMO, some chasing, some dick measuring, all the stuff that we like to do. And now I would just try to kind of get back to fundamentals and, and block out the noise. So in this same auction, there is a Hakeem 10 cage. Mm-hmm. What's really cool about the Hakeem card is he's actually blocking Magic. Yep. So not only do you have Hakeem, you have Magic Johnson. And it, in a 10, sure, it's higher pop. There's 63 Hakeem 10s. The last sale cage was $4,600. And the sale before that was 4000 We know how this market is going. Right now, that Hakeem... Is sitting at six hundred dollars, so I, I don't know what the future holds. I, I can't predict price. If I could, I'd be a millionaire, probably billionaire. But I, I do know that eventually you have to know when to spot a good deal, and I think that there are some good deals available with these stickers. I don't want to beat up too much of our time because we have to move on. But just something I've been thinking about with these.
0: Yeah, I, listen, I love it. I think you're. I think you're probably you know onto something. Um, you know, the Jordan sticker, which is more pop of, just look at the 10, that's more comparable to what I would look at as far as a chart for the other nines, right? I mean, you go back to, you know, to September of 2020, you have to go back to February, and it's a $25,000 PSA 10, uh, a Jordan sticker. Um, it went as high as I think $234,000 in the gold in February of 2021. Um, earlier this year, still. Um, you know a significantly high value. The last one looks like it's sold in October for dollars You're still happy if you bought it for 25, you know, great. It's going up. It's, you know, it's good stuff. But it's um, you know, those are ones where there's just too many of them to come out there. The Kareem, I'm not saying Kareem's gonna come down to 40 grand. There's just they're, you don't see them. You know what I mean? They're 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 not they're not cards that are available. So anyway I don't want to beat that up, but I, I do like the stickers. The only thing you have to be careful with is you know, we also saw an influx, like you said, of people opening 86 Flea boxes this year. They're not exactly rare. And there is one of those stickers in every pack. When you open a box, there's one of those stickers on the back of every pack. So there's not one of those stickers in PSA 10 on the back of every pack, but there's one of those stickers on the back of every pack of those boxes. So, you know, you talk about something that's not rare. It's an 11 card set, 36 packs per box means you're getting three of every one on average per and- box.
1: I agree that everything everything comes back to dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about an item with this. Let, let's just use the Hakeem 9 for, for just like a fun example. There's 890, like Cage said. There's tons of these. That card peaked at two to $200, two hundred dollars $2,002. Now it's back down to $200 for a Hakeem 9. So it's one of those cards that you're like, I just have always wanted it. Now it's at an affordable price.
0: Yep. Yep. So... Yeah. so- Two more, one card, one fun one. The 69 Tops basketball, Lou Alcindor, rookie. There's a PSA 7 this week. It's uh, it's a PWCC-E, um, you know, the IPL designation. These have come down a lot. I mean, we, we talked about these. These cards have come down a lot from their peak. Most cards that have any kind of, you know, decent population have. But, I mean, this is – got to call them a top 10 player of all time, top two 15? scorer soon. No, um, Alcindor.
1: Um, um, yeah, why do I keep saying Hakeem? It's
0: all right. Um, it's um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, it's a great card. It has really nice eye appeal, and you know the difference between an eight and a half, a nine, a, a really nice seven. It's so small on the edges and the centering of this card. In what year? Um, I apologize. It doesn't say Kareem. That's why I say it's got a, it's It's Alcinder. He hadn't changed his name yet. So it's 1969. You can just write 1969 Lew, and it'll come up. Yeah. Gotcha. See? Oh nice! So, yeah. I mean, it's a really nice copy. It's nicely centered. It's in really great shape. Um, yeah. So, and you're getting it at a fraction of the price of, of this one. I think I would hold this up against, you know, most eights and this one is a nicer copy. I think at a significant discount.
1: That's a really nice, that's a really nicely centered. I don't know if you guys have seen a lot of these, the, the centering on these is extremely tough.
0: Yeah, this is a really nice card. Um, anyway, listen. So the next one is um, it's a memorabilia item. We don't really focus on these too much, but this is a cool one. There's a 2015 Super Bowl full ticket for the Patriots Seattle game. That's sick. Uh, with Tom Brady's autograph on it. This is the 2015 Super Bowl with the Malcolm Butler catch. Um, Perfect Herbink, condition. This is the only ten ten. Wow. Out there. Um. I mean, if you're a Brady collector or a Patriots collector, this one kind of caught my eye. Yeah, it says PSA population one of one because it's a 10 ticket with a 10 auto. Um, if you're a believer in, you know, tickets long-term as a collectible, I know there's a lot of people who spend a lot of money on tickets. It's difficult to think of a cooler piece in perfect condition with a perfect Tom Brady auto than this Super Bowl ticket, and you'd be the only one that has it for now. I mean...
1: <laughs> Do you know where my intuition went there? Shoot. How does it get... Uh, how... How did this person get that auto? it probably wasn't at the game, right? Because I doubt that that, t- that wasn't at the game. And was sure that not. ticket
0: from the game? Was that a yeah. new ticket? I mean, it does do it's, it's a full it, ticket. It's a full how ticket. How did they so. keep it in such perfect condition? I mean, listen. At that point in time, some people were keeping tickets. Maybe it's Dan Ravel's. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm only you know half making that statement. But he was probably keeping tickets in great condition in 2015. I'm sure there are other people in the world who were, especially Super Bowl tickets. There are a lot of people who collect Super Bowl tickets. I had a, an uncle who did it, you know, in the 80s. So by 2015, he had a, a method for doing it. You might say that maybe the twenty fifteen tickets have a better chance of staying in good condition because maybe you're able to get that as like a season ticket holder or whatever it is and then also like scan in a printable ticket master version so that becomes your ticket for the game and that one never even has to go anywhere. You just get it in your house and save it. You know? I don't know the answer. Um that that Super Bowl, right? I mean Malcolm Butler.
1: That's a Super Bowl I think like that's a moment in time that I think a lot of people in twenty five years will remember that and how it like changed a lot of legacies, right? Because yeah, that might. I wonder what happens to Brady if they don't win. And I yeah, also trying to get Russell happened,
0: Wilson to sign it, right?
1: What happens to Russell? What happens to Marshawn Lynch? You know, uh, one play. I remember I was in this like big um, outdoor beer garden in San Francisco watching the game. It, it was epic. It was one of my one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen.
0: I mean, it's one of those cool items. There are a lot of items. There's a lot of items we already talked about in our, in our previous episode because things are getting relisted. But this one kind of jumped out at me. I like to find those. Now, keep in mind, there are probably other 10s out there in this ticket. So even though it's a pop one of one right now, somebody could still go buy a 10 and go get Tom Brady to sign it. And there could be another 10 10 at some point in time that could happen. Uh, but as we currently talk about this one right now, as this auction is up, this is the only one out there with a, a 10 ticket and a 10 auto.
1: What I would also do is forget the auto grade. Cause that makes it a pop one. Cause it's 10, 10. There's not going to be, but just go and uh search. How many tens of that ticket there are, how many nines, eight, seven, six, five, et cetera. That will give you a little bit of a gauge of if people kept them in good condition and not one more card, uh, one more sure. card. I'll give and then, and then yep. we'll wrap. Uh, so we have a follower, someone that, as I've become friends with, I, I like the guy a lot. It's a 90s card collector, Curtis. Mm-hmm. So he often buys iconic cards that are graded or slabbed in, in uh, low grades and then just breaks it out and puts it in a mag or, you know, he, he doesn't need the card in the slab. He's not that collector. There might be an opportunity for you guys to get an absolute grail in this auction for what I think is just an insane discount. So there's a LeBron PSA seven black refractor rookie in this auction. It's a PSA seven, right? Who's looking for PSA sevens. Oftentimes PSA sevens. sell for less than raw cards, there's one in this weekly auction. And one of you guys may be the beneficiary of this card. So it's sitting at 4,000 bucks right now. That's probably should be closer to the $15,000 range. According to the last comp, obviously extended. We don't know where this is going to end, but there's a real opportunity with this card that for you guys that don't care about the grade, you're okay with, you know, having it in a, a seven or, you know, you crack it out, whatever. Take a look at the black refractor LeBron rookie.
0: Like it. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and bronze. Oh, my podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. And eh, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And, uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today and we'll see you next time. Thank you.